0: now for Ask the GP. We're joined by the NSGP, Dr. Morris Finn. How are you? Good. Lovely Thank, to see you. Likewise, spring
1: weather—it's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, and I like—I
0: even notice driving to work in the morning now. It's getting brighter yeah. as well. It'll put a bit of a pep in your step.
1: Oh, it's lovely and getting and bright in the evening. Being able to go for a walk in the daylight—it's lovely. Yeah.
0: God, is it any wonder animals hibernate for the winter? No, I can't I think blame them. Right,
1: actually, yeah. <laughs> given an opportunity, I would do the same. Actually,
0: uh, wouldn't what, we all? Wouldn't we all? So, uh, for this week's Ask the GP, you are going to discuss muscle injury and tendinitis.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because they're very, very frequent injuries, aren't they? You know, and affect every age group Um, young children once they start kind of playing sports they frequently have little accidents lumps and bumps and all sorts of things but um, it's kind of important to know when to worry about it and when not you know <clears throat> so for children obviously you know if there is a kind of a, a, a fall or a, a very obvious trauma and there's a kind of an acute swelling and a very tender area like you know falling onto a, a, an arm or a leg or something it's really important to check that there isn't a bone a bone broken or, or you know some sort of a fracture and mm. um, but most often it is just muscular injury and children bounce back much more so than we do as adults Um the way to avoid those kind of injuries is really to make sure that you warm up as much as you can you know because your muscles are kind of like okay so they're the the sinewy um, structures that obviously move your bones but they're attached then to the bone by tendons and they are like bungee cords you know so um if you start kind of, if you do something really, really dramatic without actually kind of giving it a little bit of a, a warm-up, you can actually tear the muscle or the the tendon very, very easily. You don't tear it fully often. You just kind of tear a few fibres in it, but that can be very painful. And what your body does when you actually do something like that is that it tries to repair itself and that process causes inflammation. Now, the process is to heal you, but it actually in itself causes you pain as well. So, yeah. So if you have... Um, any kind of a muscular or tendon injury that you can identify where it came from, the best thing to do is to rest it, ice it, because ice kind of restricts some of that kind of swelling that will kind of gather in the area of the injury, elevate it, um, and sometimes compress it. And that there's an acronym for that. It's RICE, R-I-C-E. So rest, uh, ice, compression and elevation. And you do all or most of those things with most injuries. And that actually is kind of a very simple, safe answer to an awful lot of injuries, particularly if you know that there isn't anything more sinister involved. Um it's really kind of good to mention as well that there is a really good service in Ennis, the local injuries unit that I don't know if everybody's aware of it, that will deal with minor injuries like that, cuts, sprains, rashes, um, possible breaks. And if they're in Ennis, they, you need a, a letter, but um, they're open from eight to eight. Very, very, very good service. Um and they will deal with anything of that nature. And usually then if this injury isn't settling down in a few days, you may need non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medication. Kind of go with paracetamol first, but then maybe uh, non-steroidal. And then if it's not settling, you may need more intervention. And that's where you might get into the the situation where you have a tendonitis as opposed to a kind of an injury from activity. And a, and a tendonitis tends to be something that happens after you use um, a group of muscles repetitively. So, you, something like kind of tennis elbow, golfer's elbow. Um,
0: Could something as innocuous, Moira, as, you know, doing the same uh, movement at your like computer and work. Absolutely. Even el- your elbow or as you say, tennis yeah. elbow or whatever. And,
1: you know, when you're moving a mouse, even yeah. that can actually do it to your elbow. And they're... they're new conditions now that have been given a name like Texture's Thumb <laughs> which
0: I think sometimes I, I, laugh, I have but yeah I think we've all experienced that at some stage
1: um, and it's from using your you know using your thumb to text all the time and it, it causes that you're doing this repetitive movement again and again and again and the area is just getting a little inflamed Um so if you're at risk of any of those things, it's really good to identify it. So looking mm. at your desk and your activities, looking at which hand is dominant is really a good idea because um, if you're right handed, you tend to use that. Can you use your left hand more often? Can you use your left hand on the can you l- use it on the mouse? You know, you might avoid um, developing a repetitive strain injury on the other side. Um, looking at your, your posture and, you know, your seat and how you um, approach your kind of like your daily activities can help an awful lot. So, um, so with a tendonitis, once it's identified, it's a gradual thing. It de- develops over time. It can be really painful though and it can cause a lot of distress and it's a difficult thing to treat because what you normally say is rested. No who can, you know, you can't necessarily kind of stay away from the computer or the mouse or whatever. Um, You try to, you try and modify your activities. You may try anti-inflammatory medication. We'd usually try, say for thumb or finger injuries, you'd try a gel first because uh-huh. it's, you know, you're not taking an oral medication. If that doesn't work, you might take an oral medication. And then down the line, you might actually have to have it injected, which would be if the, the symptoms really just are not resolving. And what they do then is they're injected with a steroid and a local anaesthetic. So you get instant relief and then you get some anti-inflammatory action from the steroid not you know it's not something you do all the time and it's something that's much much better for joints in the upper limb than the lower limb because you shouldn't do it on weight-bearing joints so there's a restriction how often you can do that as well so ideally you try and avoid these injuries or these repetitive strain uh, conditions rather than trying to treat them
0: is tendonitis and those kind of muscle injuries, you know, in uh, tendonitis in particular, something you can fully get rid of, Moira, or is it just something that once you have it, you can? The best thing you can do really is hope for is just keep it at bay.
1: Depends on the extent of it. If it is just an itis, if it's just an inflammation, yes, it will recover in time. But when you say time, it could be eight weeks, you know, maybe even longer. If, however, the tendon has been damaged in some way, so if it's been torn or a part of it's been torn. Um, it will, that may never knit together again. If it's been fully torn or severed, it would require surgery to fix it because it can't come back together and that's where you yeah. actually would have somebody say But an Achilles tendon, you know your Achilles is the one at the back of your heel and if that is completely severed, it is impossible to heal without surgery where it's just sewn back together, basically. (laughs) I like your face There's nothing about that. That sounds good. (laughs) Um, And then you're putting a boot and everything. But you can make a full recovery then, but only, you know, only if it is actually surgery, there's a surgical intervention.
0: Okay, um, we'll move on to listeners' questions. Plenty mm-hmm. of people looking to pick your your brains. Um, one here from a listener who says, uh, Hi, Dr. Mora. I have a very underactive thyroid, which I have uh, pain in my thyroid at the moment, I Run and it's running through my tongue, shooting pain. I can't get my thyroid regulated at all. I'm waiting on a thyroid scan.
1: Okay, uh, underactive thyroids are incredibly common, actually, and it's your thyroid is a gland that basically kind of helps your kind of modifies your metabolism is the best way to explain it. So if it's underactive, you're slowed down, you know, you're mm. you're sluggish, you're cold, you're tired, you're constipated. If it's overactive, which is less common, you tend to be kind of hot and sweaty and maybe have palpitations. It's quite common in women in particular. And it very frequently is just treated with um troxin which is your placing the hormone that your thyroid is meant to produce. Some people it's hard to regulate it Ah. and particularly if there is a what's called a uh, thyroiditis which is when you have an inflammation in that gland. Now that can be because of an autoimmune condition, it could be post-pregnancy for women Um, there's a few different reasons why that would happen and in that situation sometimes the gland gets swollen and that's where you might have heard of a goiter which is that large swelling in the neck. You don't see it as often these days, thankfully, but it is from the swelling of the thyroid gland. If this person is waiting for a scan, I would imagine that's what uh, that person has um, because the, the gland is a little bit swollen especially if there's pain in it it could be that there's an infection or an inflammation in the gland um, pain up into the tongue would be a little unusual but it could happen and in very severe cases that can even be so swollen that it causes a bit of breathlessness or kind of restriction in your throat but they're very un- uncommon presentations and okay. um, most often it's just a matter of ma- balancing the medication getting the having blood tests d- um, changing the medication prescription depending on the blood test result and how you feel and the rest of it will probably hopefully just settle down
0: Okay, so. uh, another one here on 086 1800 964 uh, says um, uh, this is my question from where I have a lump under my bicep, it's painful to touch, I've also noticed I've lost power in that arm as well, any advice on it?
1: Oh, okay. Well, and that's kind of what we've been talking about. Mm. So the bicep, obviously, is the muscle in the uh, your your arm, upper arm, and a lump under it is unusual. A lump in it would be more likely you know For me it's a
0: lump on it I think the lump is my bicep
1: yeah. <laughs> Mine too but but um, if um, if the bicep and you can feel something that is actually separate and it is like outside of the bicep muscle it could be a cyst it could be something deeper within the bone if it feels low down or it could be that there was a kind of a tear in the bicep's muscle through doing something like working out and tore a little area and then that area tried to knit itself and and caused an inflammation and a okay. swelling. And that's probably what's happened here. But I would say a lump is something and a new lump is something that we always want to look at. And we always want to feel like I just have to poke these things. <laughs> and they, because you get a huge amount of information from what, yeah. you, what you feel. If it's soft and squashy uh, and it's outside of the, the muscle itself, it's probably just a little cyst. But if it were something on the bone, it could be quite sinister. So it's really important to know. The fact that that person mentions their power loss um, does kind of imply that it's something within the muscle itself. So the muscle isn't working as well as it normally would have. So he or she might have actually damaged it through a workout. But I would actually suggest you go and see somebody and just like a quick look would probably tell
0: you a huge amount of information on that. Okay, you should go and see someone. I know a good GP you should go to. Uh, and uh, she's uh, finished now. Thank you very much, Dr. Maura. You're welcome. If you ever have any questions for Maura, do send them in to us, uh, like the ones I've just read out from our listeners. 086 1800 is our text and WhatsApp number. And uh, we'll let you get back to your, your busy workload and we'll speak to you again in a couple of weeks' time.